guys, Jordan and D here for Hashtag Survival, and we are here with episode 9 of our little podcast. Today we're going to talk about Le Combat, or Combat, I suppose, if you'd like to call it so. <laughs> just just some random French in there, why not? It's pretty much the only French I know. <laughs> Is putting that, that in, in we, front we, of things? <laughs> <laughs> That's also kind of how I do my Spanish. So I speak Le French. <laughs> I speak Le French and El Espanol. <laughs> Amazing. Now Very we talented. Little combat. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Despite being half Puerto Rican, my my uh Spanish skills are pretty much on par with like uh what's her name? Peggy. What is her name from fucking King of the Hill? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Peggy's the wife, yeah. Or Peg yeah, or whatever. Pretty much on par with hers. Fair enough. <laughs> that's a, I mean that's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm mostly Italian and I remember like I remember Pantaloni, and uh, <laughs> Il Gato is the cat, so I mean, and La Fruta is the fruit, so there you go. That's, you know, I speak some Italian, why not? The only thing I can do in Italian is curse. So, <laughs> that's really, <laughs> really all I need to do, too. So, combat. Combat, yeah. What is your, and I'm sure these portion by just being like, more guns, bigger guns, seven guns in each hand. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, I do love guns, and I love collecting guns in games where I can do that and showing them off on, like, gun racks and shit. But, like, I love melee combat, too. Like, there are some games where I go full melee, mostly. Um, I just like cool-looking weapons. Like, if it's a cool-looking knife or a cool-looking sword or a cool-looking gun, like, uh, I'm going to be in love with it, and I'm going to want to kill lots of zombies or bandits or whatever is attacking me with it. That's fair. I think my thing is I'm less concerned with what it looks like. And I just get very, and I think it's because my, my weapon of choice is the bow. Never the crossbow, always the bow. And I think I'm really just concerned about like just the logistics of my weapon. Like <laughs> what's the reload speed? How far can I shoot? How effective am I at range? <laughs> what types of arrows can I use? Uh, fire arrows were really good in the forest. They were incredibly helpful in. Oh man, those were light. great. <laughs> anything like that, anything where it's really like something different. But the guns, it's kind of like, I, I only like and appreciate using the gun in game if it's either a gamer that's pretty much all you have because they've weighted the combat against the melee like the melee is like the starter thing or where it's some kind of creepy horror shit and i'm gonna be in close quarters with them and that's so that i can just <laughs> you know ram it down their throats when they get too close for my bow to be effective absolutely yeah i mean it's it's not only about how cool it looks to me like that's a big a big you know part to me like if i find a, a gun that looks cool like a you know like for example the the cool golden uh deagles that i have in my my excellent uh profile picture on the website um like i'll instantly be like ooh i have to use these um but i also like i do have preferences like based on how they work like i tend to like faster weapons if i'm using a, a melee weapon i'd rather be able to swing fast there is something satisfying about swinging like a big old sledgehammer and just taking out a dude's head but for the most part i prefer to be able to do fast swings have a little more control over the speed at which i'm doing things and also to be able to like dodge and weave and all that and for guns kind of the same thing i like things that shoot pretty quickly i'm actually not a huge fan of like sniper rifles or like bolt action rifles anything that kind of shoots one at a time and then you got to reload except for shotguns i love shotguns because how can you not they're so satisfying yeah, and I think, I feel like this is why we tend to two-man most games back with a bow, and so you provide that distance I need from getting overwhelmed, or you'll do things like close quarter work with a shotgun, or and you're more, or I'm more in the back with something precision, a sniper rifle for those headshots to pull down something like somebody with a bomb, or whatever the case may be, and I think it, it complements well, and it's really well, and I think it's also a super stupendous way to sidestep into the types of weapons that you might see in a survival game. More often than not, 
in a lot of the survival craft games, it ends up being where you have, like, you can make a knife or a hatchet or like a pickaxe. And then some of them you're using that as your, like, your starter weapon. But they're not really intended to be weapons. They're just kind of the first thing you're, first thing you have access to. Sure, yeah, but you, you can kind of use them as sort of like backup weapons if, if you need them. Some games sort of treat the knife in the same way that like you can make a little starter knife, a little like stone knife, or uh, I think you can actually make like a stick knife in the forest if I remember right. But, you know, it's some games treated as like, you know, the earliest starter melee weapon along with like a spear and other games, you know, intend it to be a tool, but you could still use it to stab things um, as I do typically. Um, but yeah, a lot of like the sort of the early weapons also sort of end up doubling as tools and, you know, they're they're effective for what they are. But yeah, got to got to get some nicer stuff. And some games, uh, like most games will have a bow, I've noticed. Most games will allow you to make some sort of bow. Not every game has a crossbow, though, I don't think. No, I mean, I feel like there's an element of just the technique necessary to make it. It is just, I think, a little bit beyond just pulling together a basic bow. Even if you're YouTube, like basic bowers are making a bow in a bushcraft uh, survival scenario, you can see people doing that, but I don't ever see them being like, and now I made this crossbow, ta-da! Yeah, I guess more complicated, more pieces and such got to go into it. Yeah, there's just a little more into it. I think the thing that bugs me about the ones where you can make like the basic stone knife, then anything that goes sideways from that, so like making the first pickaxe or game, but then they don't let you use it on any of the AI. You're like it can only hit rocks magically. Trying to think of what games uh, don't let you use them on zombies, because I think I've definitely in a panic state have swung. <laughs> zombies with like a, a pickaxe or an axe you know whatever uh an axe i mean axe kind of doubles anyway as like a weapon and tool but i've, I've definitely like panic swung at zombies using a, a pickaxe and i can't remember a time when it didn't work like i mean it doesn't do a lot of damage but you know it still does some it's definitely a, a plinking yeah plinking down but i mean typically you're seeing you know the knife uh the hatchet which is usually a double up weapon as a tool, spear, bow. These are like your first tier, like handcraft. Yeah. And I think you're seeing a lot of ones where you're reusing the same ingredients. This is where we get a lot of people who are like, oh, it's exactly like the forest or it's exactly like Green Hell. You're usually starting these people off with some type of cordage, yeah. rocks, and sticks. Like, there's only so much shit you're going to get from that. You're not sure. like, and now <laughs> you, you do those, uh, what is it? Like doing the balloons at the at the children's birthday party. And oh like, yeah! And look, <laughs> yeah. Now it's an M16. <laughs> it's, I'm just, just MacGyver it. <laughs> yeah. You, you thought it was going to be a stick axe, but no, it's not. Now I have this actual like tiny pebble, and now it's completely a shotgun. I'm not cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, if only. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that they try to put in. That at the end of the day, you also do see a lot of assets reused where you can look at the same pickaxe and the same axe and the same knife from game to game to game. So I know for some of the early access games and some of the up and coming games, they'll have like these asset shells where they're trying to make their own variations of them just because we've all seen kind of the same look. I think though, after that beginning tier is where you start seeing, depending on the game, it'll either go directly into guns or it'll go into some kind of like midland crap tier. A really good example would be, would be the uh, the new pipe gun tier for oh, seven God. days. Ugh, I just fucking... skip it. <laughs> just skip it, guys. Trust me. It's not worth it. <laughs> like, open a box. There's a level seven. I don't care. Just pipe anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, to be fair, it'll help you in a pinch, and it's certainly an upgrade from just having a, a bone knife that you flail around, but they're, they're really not that good, and... In, in seven days, at least, you're going to progress fast enough that I feel like you can probably just skip that tier altogether. Yeah. Just having to wait for them to load? No. Oh, God. It's, yeah. I hope oh. you have 10 seconds to not get smashed in the face by many zombies. If not, you're probably screwed. Yeah, I mean, there's, oh, there's always that kind of, like, maybe it doesn't have a lot of distance, or it has the distance, but it doesn't have much force, or it's got a really tiny magazine. 
or even if they don't have them necessarily on a tier thing, usually you might find certain ones like available. You might uh, in Scum and in Daisy, you'll find what was the one we would always find in Daisy. I know in Scum it's the uh, hunter rifle. Yeah, it was something similar, but like a you know some sort of like little hunting rifle that fires. Uh, uh, what was it? Twenty two ammo. So like the really tiny, weak ammo that really didn't do much at all. Just kind of plinked things. And the scorpion. And the scorpion. The scorpion was okay. Scorpion was okay for what it was. But you know, it, the weapons are a really interesting thing because unless you're talking about certain types of games, so you have the uh, eternal deep pockets of the forest or you have, you know, seven days where all you have to do is make room for your chainsaw and your Gatling gun and your, you know, flame for next year. These are not actual things, I'm just saying, but you can put anything in your pocket. But for a lot of games, the weapons tie in really closely to inventory. Bigger weapons, you know, you see it in Daisy and Scum especially, these rifles, these bows, they're very big. They don't fit in most bags. They might only fit in a bag. And you only have two shoulders. Like those are your points for where you can put things. So if you want to do two rifles and then you had a shovel or you're trying to carry a bow and two rifles or whatever the case may be, like, you know, you're having to make decisions. So it ends up being not worth it where it is an inefficient gun or one that's in condition or one that doesn't have the power, you know, the stopping power. It becomes this kind of thing where it's another level of inventory is really judging which weapons you can carry with you if they're worth, you know, that that space. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like like anything, you have to decide what is worth the space and what is worth carrying and what is worth leaving behind. So, yeah, it um, when you have a big range of of weapons, like in Daisy, I think is really, I think Daisy is the one I can think of that has the most um just guns all over the place i guess scum 2 has a good amount but in daisy they just like keep adding more like every patch and uh you have to kind of you know you have to really decide and make these choices based on your preference and based on what you need it for and sort of how common the ammo is and, and stuff like that yeah playstyle is definitely something that works really well i mean you see me all the time like yeah. holding out for a bow, holding a shoulder open for a bow. And I think depending on the game and depending on the loot rules of your server, there's a level of scarcity that goes into, right? Like there have been games and on servers where we come across like the, the most broken, shitty pea shooter. And we're like, oh my God, it's a gun that other people didn't take quick. <laughs> take, take it, cradle it to our bosom. <laughs> That well, that was definitely us when we first started, Daisy. It was like, oh my god, a gun! And we would pick up like every gun, even if it was crappy, and we'd try to make room for guns. And then we kind of realized eventually that, like, one, we kept picking up the crappy gun that wouldn't have really done much for us anyway. And two, like, the gun isn't much use if you aren't finding the ammo for it. So it ended up just being a waste of space. And not only that, but depending on the game, whether it's PvP. Uh, for balance or just a game with guns but you're avoiding it into just like a um, a run and gun shooter there's also the aspect of for guns especially like the noise factor more and more game putting that in especially when you're paired with zombies which was uh, last week's topic of enemies that you fire the gun you make the noise they come like you know we frequently will clear homes and things and towns and scum by just finding a nice good house to sit in and popping a gun once or twice <laughs> and then the and, entire town is outside our window yeah and i mean it, you know it's a, it's one of those things where it's like if you're a solo player and you're trying to survive and maybe you're not that comfortable with the combat maybe you're not that good at the combat and you might just not choose to pick up any guns because why bring them all to you you know maybe you do prefer the axe and just a close quarter quiet you know, quiet weapons. Sure. Yeah, of course. It it also highly depends on on your playstyle. If you would rather sort of stay, if you want to be like in the fray 
and right in the middle of everything, then it matters less. But if you want to kind of be picking things off and you want to sort of take it like one at a time slowly, then yeah, you're going to want, obviously, maybe not the loudest weapon. Uh, maybe maybe you're better off then with, you know, the, the small weapon with the, the dinky ammo because it's less loud and it will draw less zombies to you. Yeah. It won't kill them, but, you know, at least... It won't the, kill them, but... yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> it's a start. It's true. I mean, that, that kind of goes into the the ever-changing, and we'll, I'll throw in some parameters on this. So we're talking about games, we're talking about survival games, we're talking about the integration within survival games, but I think the next logical step would be, well, are guns bad in this very confined space that I just outlined? And, you know, do they have a home in things? And I would say, for me, it is really dependent on the title. When it's a title that's really like, you are, you know, you chose to go into wilderness. You wanted to get away from civilization. You are someone who barely knows how to put up a tent. And you couldn't even pass woodshop class back in middle school. And then, you know, you're going around, you're making these little dinky knives and shit. And then what, like, you're like, and I can also make M16s and I can also make, you know, solar panels. And like, I really feel like it has to fit, right? So if it's going to be a game all about the nature and it's peaceful and it's about relaxing and I, I don't think you probably need a gun in that scenario. Whereas you're going more for like every third night, 720 zombies come. I kind of be like, well, where is my gun? <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure people are tired of hearing me me say this, but I, I agree. It, it definitely depends on the, the game because it depends not only on the the sort of um, like the feel or the atmosphere of the game, but also on like on the setting where you are. Like if you're in the middle of a jungle, like because you're playing crash. So you're you know, you went down and you're stuck in the middle of the jungle. You're probably not going to be finding or making, you know, M5s, you know, like that doesn't seem like a thing that logically makes sense. But like, for example, scum, if you are a prisoner who has been put on this prison island and you are there to entertain people and they want you to be killing each other and fighting, then, yeah, there's probably going to be guns sprinkled around to make things more interesting. So it makes sense that you might go into a house and find a gun. Yeah, I think it really it ends up being one of those things where it could really just break or make the game. And that's even just talking about the gun from a player perspective right just from something we're enjoying or not enjoying because there's all sorts of shit in the back end about that the balance are things going to become bullet sponges like how much ammo will you have will people get too reliant on it and then how is it going to balance with different types of enemies and all so it ends up being one of those things where you can just you can kind of go off the deep end and talking about it but i think it's a really good point into bringing us to the next thing which is this episode is about combat and so where is the line on combat is it just engaged in combat is it if there's not some kind of ai human type component like something you're fighting against hunters uh, uh prisoners you're fighting against robots whatever if it's just animals tld style you know you're getting jumped by a wolf or a bear is it really just kind of a a more realistic bushcraft survival game where some have to defend yourself because oftentimes you'll see the uh the, the keyboard warriors or the armchair lawyers try to argue you know no guns or no guns for certain purposes and then they'll be very well well it's not combat it's hunting it's completely different you said no guns for combat <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it is kind of it can be difficult, I suppose, to see where the line is, because if you were to say that, like, let's say we were to make the claim that combat is only when, like, you initiate it or whatever and the enemy fights back, like, that's still, like, hunting would still fall in that, right? Because, like, if you go... Well, maybe not. Depends on what you're hunting. Like, most of the time, if you shoot at a deer, they run away. But, like, if you go out and you shoot at a bear or a wolf, they're going to attack you, and you're going to be fighting it. So then, has hunting now become combat? Or is it still hunting because you were going after an animal and not, like, you know, a zombie or another human AI? 
it's it is sort of like is hunting a part of combat like is it a type of combat like it's it is a little it seems like it could become a very hard argument to find a solution to i think people really get into it when you're trying to list the attributes of a game and you'll say something like oh it has fishing and it has camping and it has hunting and then they go they take a shot at a deer it dies fine they're hunting they take a shot at a wolf it doesn't kill them in one hot hit or they miss and the wolf comes, pounds him in the ground. And now it's like, oh, well, I thought this was a low-key survival game. Like, I didn't think there was combat. So there's always that, like, weird line where people get, you know, I guess tripped up in it. Unless you're playing Icarus, in which case you could literally just headshot everything. Because <laughs> I-, I drop bears and wolves all day, every day with bows. Yeah, it's a little nuts. And from really ridiculous distances, too. One of these days we'll have to put together a uh, video of some of your crazy shots. It's very fun, but it's one of those weird things where it's just kind of like a weird thing to talk about. So for the types of combat, and I think definitely in a lot of games that we've been playing, you know, a lot of these zombie games or any of the games that have that PvP aspect, uh, Daisy, Scum, things like that, you get a lot of the, they have the whole gamut of combat, right? So you're fighting AI, you're fighting if you play it on a public server, which we don't, you be fighting other people. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of melee they actually do have in Scum, especially, you know, that tuck and weave, you barehanded brawl. You can do an array of weapons. I mean, if it's in your hand, you can probably attempt to slug somebody with it. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I and I have. Everything. <laughs> yes. Everything in the game. But You got to check you know, what I, works as the best weapon, you know, and got to find the best improvised weapon. I think there's also the ones where it's intended for more of a pacing thing. You know, things like an Icarus with the tree and you're scaling up with what you can build, right? So you start off with that really low level shit and guns or anything like that is locked. What was it, like tier three? Tier three, and I think you had to be level 25 to make them. Mm, Yeah, I think you're right. But even then, it's not just like, well, 25, gunpowder, get all these, you know, different types of ores and like the, uh, basically the crafting table type items that you need to make the ore and then get the better smelter together yeah get the better smelter (laughs) find out that you need like x amount of things per one bullet and then only have enough to make like three bullets which is really nothing (laughs) try try to shoot a polar bear in the face have no more bullets yeah it's fun it's fun accidentally shoot off your gun and draw the polar bear to you very fun you fucker you got me killed (laughs) it was an accident it was 100% mm-hmm. an accident. Mm-hmm. You don't get to have guns anymore. <laughs> well, then who's going to shoot the zombies that are swarming you? <laughs> I think there's a couple of them, though, that kind of lock the idea of like a tier system. You know, you have the going from the pipe guns to the higher guns that you can get in seven days. Subsistence is, again, with making the part. And then it works from there. And so they don't just drop you in and they're like, here you go. <laughs> just go blow the shit out of everybody. <laughs> sure yeah in most games in most survival games you gotta you gotta build up to it um and i mean some games you get them faster than others but it's not like you know it's not like an fps it's not like doom you know you get dropped in you know you go into the next room and nope there's a shotgun and you know oh next level you get a rocket launcher and then you're carrying six guns and yeah it's it's not it's not like that in uh, most survival games, uh, in most survival games, you got to either build up to it or you got to sort of progress until you get to the point where you'll find them. The only one that's actually just looking through the list of the games we've played recently. So like Survivor of the Night. I mean, we've, we've been getting so many guns. That's true. Like yeah. acres of guns. But you really don't get that much ammo for your gun. Yeah, you go through it pretty quickly. And um, honestly, like... Uh, I didn't like that pistol I had. I wish I could remember what kind it was, but I don't. Um, but the only gun that's felt really worthwhile to me is the shotgun. Even though like we're finding all these other guns and stuff, like I keep just wanting to go back to the shotgun. It, it almost feels like the only one that's turning in a consistent performance. But maybe it's because we're not really firing them during the day to avoid drawing them. We're doing it at night. Yeah. Probably a certain amount of like human error and missing yeah i'm I'm sure it's human error like a huge portion (laughs) of it is human error absolutely yeah the aiming feels like a little weird i'm sure it's something we get used to but it is interesting that that is one of the ones where they they do in fact kind of throw 
I mean, because I think I've gotten into a gun store and there's been like six guns on the floor. Yes, yeah. There was that one time we went into the gun store and we each were able to get like two of every gun that we found in there. It's pretty nuts. But also the durability goes down really quickly, right? So Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of games, they'll do that where, yeah, you have it, but maybe you're on Daisy. Like maybe you're only going to be firing it for a bit. And unless you have some kind of repair kit or something, like <laughs> there goes your gun. Hope you weren't too reliant on that for your safe being. Yep. Hope you can find another one. It ends up being this really interesting, like when in the absence of repair kit, it ends up putting you in this really weird situation where it kind of becomes like a, a last resort. Like I'll go and fist fight the zombie until I feel like maybe I might die and then I'll pull it out really quick. But I don't want to yeah. rely on it where I'm just worried that I'm going to lose it. And then there's just like that security of having it. <laughs> yeah. Having absolutely. your one gun. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think there's also just, there's games where they not only do they not make sense, but the creators haven't put them in either. So, you know, like green hell, like does not need. Yeah. Does not need guns. No, no. <laughs> like I said, you know, there's, there's really, it wouldn't really make much sense. Like you're, you're dropped in the the amazon the middle of you know a jungle you're surrounded by by tribal folks and none of them have guns and so what where would you find a gun and why would you have a gun you know so it really yeah there's there's really no need to add them or for them to be there i mean even in the forest, if I remember right, like you don't ever find a gun unless you do that sort of the side quest with the the pictures and digging up the the pieces. And then you get the like flintlock pistol, um, which we never. I don't think we ever finished doing that. I don't remember, but yeah, like sort of same deal, you know, with that. And can you imagine how ridiculous it would be if they threw guns in the long dark? Like. <laughs> <laughs> it would be well the long dark right? you do have guns but you don't have access to them in interloper it's actually based oh, okay on, you don't uh, have them in interloper okay yeah it's actually there's actually difficulty i was actually going to bring up when you were ma mentioning making guns to go off the long dark for two seconds like stranded deep is another one where like they right. really stuck to that idea of like you were a dude in business casual <laughs> like went down on a plane crash and now you only have basically what you have or like what you're scrounging because i think the most gun-like thing you were able to make in there was like the spear gun the the super ghetto one and then you got the uh <laughs> the um the carbon spear gun right. which was in like the starting crate but other than that like you had your pick and your fish spear and your machete thing and your refined spear and stuff but it was mostly about like using the bow and poking shit with the fish spear yeah, like with the spear. Yeah. But I honestly liked it. Like at least things made sense, and they fit the uh, the motif, the idea. Yeah, they fit the setting and the the feel of the game. I think in terms of that, though, it is really cool when they do make it that it is coming like for Stranded Deep. It is coming from the environment for Green Hell. It is coming from the environment. You know, anything that you're doing is just stuff you have around. It's yeah. not like. Oh, I have this Pete. What is it? Um, like a like in some of them, it's like parts, and it looks like a a tiny thing of wire. <laughs> it's like with this and also a bottle and uh, a rock. Now I have a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, right? That's that's all you need to make a shotgun. Yeah, I just I like to keep it real. But no, <laughs> you can actually you actually do have a uh, a bolt action hunting rifle in the long dark and okay. i i still like part of me is just i don't play story games so i haven't done it and part of me is just kind of almost waiting for all of the the five episodes to be out before i do it so some things are in the story mode that aren't in the survival where they play differently and so i wouldn't know for story mode if there's any uh if there's any difference in it Right. Well, well, even if, yeah, I mean, even if they they do have like maybe like a pistol or a you know like you said a, a hunting rifle, bolt action hunting rifle, like that's that's something very different than dropping like AKs and M4s 
and MP5s on you. You know, like it's a it's a different feel too. Like at least like a bolt action hunting rifle is something that maybe if you were going out into the wilderness, you would think to bring with you. You know, if you had it, sort of be like, you know, I'll need this for for hunting and protection. Yeah, and it's been a while since I've played. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the game. It's my favorite game. I'm going to. I've been working on a tattoo idea for the act for the symbol of the game, but oh, yeah. I haven't played in since even before COVID. Like, I've been playing and streaming it for like a year straight, and I burned myself out. And then between COVID, the changes to my work schedule and doing the twelve-hour days every day and everything else, I just started working on other games. So I haven't gone back, but. I plan on doing a playthrough and I'm really excited about the dev diary about them actually doing the behind the scene works to split the story and the survival mode basically apart so that they're no longer de- like dependent on each other in the code level and going forward they're going to be doing paid DLC for it and I'm so stoked I can't wait to play again etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> they pretty did rad. make it it's going to be great but they do have the hunting rifle, which is really useful for obviously hunting or protection. And they had included the revolver, which was more of like a loud, snappy, like short distance piece, but it would scare away some of the animals. Oh, I love and revolvers. Love them. After I had stopped playing, they had added gunsmithing in the sense of being able to make ammunition because <clears throat> there are people in the game who are playing long games oh i played for like thousand two thousand three days games <laughs> like one save damn and you'd be out of bullets obviously uh, obviously <laughs> so, yeah for sure yeah so they actually added in the uh the gunsmithing and that came in like i said after i had stopped playing but it was very like in true long dark fashion it was very intricate it wasn't just like oh well now you can just craft can you not craft bullets? I can craft bullets. Is that not like what they teach you in home economics? Bullet crafting? <laughs> uh, I mean, but I was like, going to say... Sorry, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Continue oh, I was just going to say it was It was really like... It was really intricate. You had to get the casing. Usually like you would find it as loot or you would pick it off after you fire it. And then you would have to combine that with gunpowder, which you had to make from stump remover, dusting sulfur, charcoal. And then you'd have to combine that with a bullet which you would make from scrap lead, which you harvested from car batteries. So like it was an actual like, I'm not saying like 100% realism. I have no idea how you make bullets. This seems just as plausible to me as anything else as finding them (laughs) under a cabbage patch. Anything that you told me, I would probably believe so. Right. But I mean, at least it was better than just like, you know, I had a rock and some charcoal and dust and a fair clap three times. And now I have... 16 mags bullets. <laughs> yeah yeah um the thought that i was gonna gonna say then was um was sort of like what do you think then about like you know the the realism of you know being able to craft bullets um in terms of depending on like who the hell you are like are you just a dude that was dropped in here i think for the most part unless you're like you are a weaponsmith, you know, your character is a weaponsmith in the game or something. Most people probably don't know how to make ammunition, right? Uh, unless it's either their hobby or their their craft or whatever. So, like, obviously it's, it's maybe not realistic that you can ever craft ammo or guns or anything, you know, in a game. But what do you think of, like, do you think that that should matter? Is that like one of those things that is under, okay, we get that it's not realistic, but we need it for game mechanic purposes? I mean, I think it's one of those things where you kind of have to just like give a little. And I think there's a bunch of shit that is like that. Like there's so much about, like there's so many people where if you killed an animal, they would immediately say, start to butcher it the wrong way and potentially puncture something like the intestines or the stomach and ruin the meat or they would not know how to take care of their clothes or i mean right now you know we we went to school i think back during the time when home economics was like actually a thing a thing like how many people now when your your clothing is starting to fall away in this situation who the fuck knows how to sew like (laughs) who who is you're all gonna be running around naked because Ain't nobody know how to make any fucking pants. So like, 
I think the gunsmithing or the ammo crafting or I mean who's who knows how yeah. to fucking make a knife. Absolutely. You know, at least uh was it Forrest that kind of did like the little baby nod to it like you're kind of a dude who knows survival, so Yeah, so they, they sort of tried to explain like why your guy can do these things is cause like he is a, a famous survival expert or some whatever nonsense it was. Um so yeah, they kinda tried to be like, Oh, well here's why you can do these things, don't question it. But I agree with you that like you kinda just if you didn't include these things, like you wouldn't have a game, right? So like it's, you know, going all the way back to the discussion of, of realism that we had long, long ago in the early days of the podcast. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta have some give. You gotta give the benefit of the doubt. You gotta be like, hey, it's it's okay that maybe a random dude who's playing Crash in the middle of the forest wouldn't know how to do these things, but like okay, I guess you just want to run around with a stick forever. You know, like, that that doesn't sound like very engaging, fun gameplay. No, not at all. And I think it's one of those things where you kind of just have to <laughs> agree to believe the believing spirit. <laughs> but I think there's a lot that goes into just the combat in general that even if it's something really small, like Dark, doesn't really have super varied combat. Like, you, you were trying to stay alive. You were always in defensive mode unless you were hunting a deer or something in which case it's really truly hunting now you can argue that some people are in more of an aggressive mode if they're actually going around doing a challenge they're trying to kill a bunch of wolves you know they have some weird hatred of wolves whatever the case may be but you know permadeath game it's not just well i'll just fucking hit this bear and if he kills me whatever i'll wake up on my bed i'll just you know perma sprint back to my to my shit that fell long dark permadeath don't care if you got 20 minutes in the game they don't care if the same like it gives no shits if you fuck up if you think you had enough ammo or if whatever happens, you miss him not paying attention or whatever the case may be, you know, there's a lot that goes into the combat for these things. And there's a lot that needs to be done in terms of just understanding how each game, like the way you interact with things in a combatty, aggressive fashion can really set it, you know, can really set the tone. Like, yeah, you do have the revolver potentially depending on the game mode and you do have the i think it's the hunting rifle god like i said i haven't played in so long so i can't speak as an authority on this one of them you couldn't get an interloper or maybe it was both you couldn't get an interloper but like as you go through the settings you know you might have no access to it at all so now you're completely relying on the bow or you might be saving the revolver ammo for like a setting where you maybe feel like you're getting you know, gang banged by wolves and you really need some kind of backup. Or maybe you're saving the rifle bullets for only shooting at moose so they don't get close and beat the shit out of your ribcage. Like, you know, that putting that into that scenario is a lot different than just being in seven days and just being like, oh, I can carry, you know, every single type of gun and all the ammo I want. Sure. It's like, it's it's an entirely different approach to combat, right? Cause, so like like you said, in The Long Dark, it's more about, you're usually, unless you're doing some sort of challenge or whatever, you're, you're usually on the defensive side, right? Like you're not going out seeking combat, but combat may come to you, and then you have to defend yourself. Whereas in games like, well, for example, Seven Days to Die, um, like you're sort of, I think they expect that you're going to be in combat most of the time. Like you're running around cutting zombies' heads off and dealing with the hordes and the blood moons. And like they combat, the sort of fast paced nature of the combat is a lot more expected of you and intended in Seven Days. And then you have sort of like middling things, like I would say Daisy or Scum, where they they intend for you to be in combat but i think they also intend you to not be too overzealous with it because if you can get sworn very quickly and if you do then you're probably dead yeah i think they i think there are attempts made in at the very least the zombie games the pvp games they come with their own built-in you know uh like curb like a curbing situation like if you're yeah. popping off at night you know, shooting zombies or shit and everything's really quiet, like, people will come for you and find you and kill you. Sure, yeah, they're going to find you real easy and then they're going to take your, your nice gun. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a built-in way to make it so it's not 
you just running around and stuff. And I think combat is a really, you know, combat is one of those things in survival games, along with things like injury, like an injury system or food, nutrition, that kind of stuff. It's one of those ways where you can kind of put this little checklist up and you can look at it and you can really gauge just how survivally the <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, if it's like, why, well, yes, you can carry 17 guns and you never miss and your gun never gets jammed or whatever, whatever, and you can just one shot everything and da da da. Like it, it starts to slide down. Like maybe more of like a survival horror when it's just more about stay alive as opposed to more like you're struggling to be alive with whatever tools, weapons or otherwise uh, that you have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think for the most part, the more that a game skews towards combat, it's going to be a little less skewing towards the more difficult uh, bushcrafty survival sort of things. And that may be a generalization, but that kind of just that sort of seems to me a fair a fair way to measure it. I think there's a lot of games where it's just it's changing all time, right? So looking at, for example, because I was in their Discord earlier this morning, like one of the upcoming days uh, games, Forever Skies, and the protagonist, the player character, who they call the Lone Scientist, and they've done. It's one of those things where like it's a bigger team so like to one person potentially in the discord and then you get an interview that you see from the second person and then another interview from the third person and so like even though you're trying to convey like the three of you think you're conveying the same thought the way you phrase it can kind of give people a different idea of things but one of the things they've been really was this idea of like the game wasn't going to be like a heavy combat game like it was really around light combat you're not a you're not a hero you're not a soldier like you're a scientist you know if there's another way for you to get out of a situation you might be more inclined to do that so a lot of people were comparing it to something like subnautica where it's more about you know that idea of like if i'm threatened i will fight but otherwise i'm kind of doing my own thing you know trying to survive or trying to explore as the case may be Right. I mean, and for someone who's trying to survive, who's either in a situation where, you know, they're they're trying not to die, they're, uh, you know, they're they're lost in the wilderness or whatever. They're just trying to scrape by and survive until they either get rescued or, or find a way out. Like, they're not going to take unnecessary risks when it comes to combat. They're not going to go out and just be shooting wolves. They're not going to go if there are like bandits or some sort of AI. Well, they wouldn't be AI in this case, but whatever. Or some sort of enemy out there. Like, you're not going to go seeking that out, right? Because you're you're trying not to die. So why would you put yourself in that sort of position? Yeah, and I think that's a really important component for people to remember when it comes to combat is that it isn't, depending on the severity of your survival situation, it isn't the kind of thing that you seek out. Like, this isn't Duke Nukem, this isn't a first-person shooter, this isn't, you know, a PvP arena, and in games like Daisy, it could be a bigger aspect, but in a lot of games, it's really just, it's something you're doing that's a mechanic, and it's not built around you just running around running gunning. It's a really good way to lose your gear. It's a really good way to call others, whether they be AI or players to your location. And it's a really good way to lose your save game in the case of like, you know, King of the Jungle mode, Green Hell, or the just flat out permadeath of TLD. Like you, you have to weigh the pros and cons. You know, if you're already nursing broken rib, like now is not the time to take a pot shot at the wolf. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to enter game, which case like go for it, but... Yeah, if you feel like you got nothing else to lose, you know, why not? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the ending kind of question for the for the topic will be, is that kind of combat slash engagement slash weapon based like violence or engagement? Is that even necessary for the game to be survival? What can it be? something that's more about i don't want to say stealth because i feel like if you say stealth people are thinking like assassin's creed like <laughs> you're solid yeah. yeah like you're hiding <laughs> behind things you're like i'm in this blade of grass and now the sentry can't see me la, la 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 like 
I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, you know, you're going forward, you're listening for noises, your eyes ahead, you're scanning all over, and in the distance you see a wolf. Or, you know, you kill something and you're quickly pocketing some meat before you head away. You see a whole bunch of zombies shuffling down in one courtyard, so you go the opposite direction. Like, is this kind of first-person role-play, almost kind of realism, like avoiding the conflict? Is Can that still be like a good portion of a survival game or do people feel like they need to be more of that like i'm shooting shit i'm winning the game like i am quote unquote surviving because i'm shooting the shit first like is that a necessary (laughs) tool i i don't think it is i and this is coming from you know the person who loves combat i don't think obviously if your game is built around combat being important then yes it, it will need it because then if you try to steer away from that then the balance is all messed up and yeah so obviously if your game is built more around the idea that that combat is integral or at least you know a major part of it then then yes obviously um but you can i think very easily have a survival game where you are not encouraged to be in combat and you're encouraged to play more subtly more quietly to avoid the combat uh to avoid these aggressive creatures and to just stay away from any sort of physical conflict that can mess you up, get you injured, get you killed, uh, cause you to have to leave things behind because, you know, you've either you've lost it in the attack or, you know, it's any number of reasons that you would want to avoid this. And I think that if we get into the kind of survival game that you want to play specifically, Jordan, then I think that I I don't think that you need the combat at all. I think it it would probably lean more towards this sort of more stealthy approach that you're describing. But I would much rather play the game that lets me shoot things. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's just like, you know, how how much fighting is necessary? There will always be games that need it. Like, seven days to die is not like every seven days, the horde will come. Here's a stick and a rock. (laughs) <laughs> go fuck yourself you better hide <laughs> no they they expect you to fight right and that's kind of what i mean like some games they expect it of you and it's it's built into the whole purpose of the game whereas sort of like in daisy or scum you can kind of you kind of have the choice right i mean you can you know you, you'll see that pack of zombies down the road and you can choose to fight through them if you really want or you can choose to go around them whether that's to avoid fighting the zombies themselves or drawing attention to yourself you can kind of pick and choose um and there's there's pros and cons to both options um but like i i don't i don't think a survival game needs combat i think it needs to just be i need i think all the different ways they're going to do it need to be fleshed out like i'm a huge fan of the way they do it in the long dark like yeah you can engage them you can scare the wolves away with fire you know you can try to hide indoors sleep to spend time like it it has that, again, that super realistic aspect. Like, if I was alone trudging through the woods, I wouldn't be taking pot shots at bears. I wouldn't be taking pot shots at wolves. I wouldn't be taking pot shots at, like, a moose unless I was maybe inside a house, like, shooting through windows, someplace where I was really safe. And the types of injuries in some of these games also can really make it more of an issue. You know, you get a lot of the... In Scum, you get those bleed like the bleed bandit or the bleed uh, wounds or whatever, where you're just <laughs> taking your life away and you have five or six of them and you're like, well, got no cloth, so. <laughs> Guess I'm dead. Fuck my life. And I don't know if you saw, but uh, they actually had tweeted about some changes upcoming for now doing bacterial infections. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought that and, those were coming. I, I assumed that those were on their way eventually. Yep bacterial infections open wounds getting sepsis oh no um <laughs> you know, doing like the size of the wound being related to like how much basically like microorganisms come in Woof. um having the wound <laughs> being like uh like if your clothes are dirty and you take an injury having it more likely that it will get affected as opposed to if your clothes are clean just a whole bunch of minutia <laughs> yeah yeah well, <laughs> good to know. Rip your character every three minutes. 
<laughs> better start uh, holding on to those antibiotics. Well, remember you used to have to, and I haven't played Daisy in a while now, to like disinfect things. Oh, yeah. Not that it worked for sickness ever. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I was going to say, I think that those things are pretty interesting. Just that level of depth. You know, the more they can do, if you want to do the combat, I'm fine with it. I just think it would be neat if you add in more depth to it. Having the weapons jam, having the misfire, you know, having them maybe get broken and having them draw other things to you. Maybe it's not just the noise. Maybe it's the scent. Maybe the scent of the gunpowder, maybe the spell, you know, having it injure certain animals and having them come at you and having it injure certain zombies or the way they injure zombies or again the zombies come and kick your ass i'm very much a fan of like things coming and kicking your ass if you shoot them <laughs> right yes absolutely um you can't just sort of be shooting your gun off and have no sort of consequences for it yeah you need to not be mccree you're not like one shot killing everything and i think that's an important distinction that people get very into like well, I have a gun, so now everything is one-shot kill. So nothing should bother me because I'm just one-shot killing it. And then because the combat decreases a lot of the risk and then a lot of other things, like, you know, you can give someone a gun in, say, a typical zombie game, and if you make it that ammo is plentiful and you make it that you can one-shot everything, you can change the structure of the game. Maybe before they didn't go into herds of zombies, maybe there was a certain harder type of zombie in a special area that they didn't try to go to unless they had people with them at certain times of day, or maybe they didn't go out at night because it was more dangerous and they couldn't see. And now you give them this invincibility and now you've just like you've invalidated sections of the game. Like it's completely unnecessary. You know, how many times do we get guns in our games and then we're just like, fuck you, zombies. Now we're working out there for the day. <laughs> no yeah. fear. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to having to be balanced uh, is, is what it is, really. Um, if you're going to add or have guns in your game, you have to sort of balance around them or with them in mind. Um, you know, it, it might be difficult to program this. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I'm sure either way it would be some work, but maybe like okay once guns are unlocked or once you finally get a gun you know maybe the enemies or the combat has to evolve in some way like maybe now there's a zombie that is more immune to bullets or you know just doesn't doesn't stop when you shoot them you know just kind of keeps coming um or something of that sort um like anything it's it's all about the balance and not invalidating the the rest of the game yeah and I think it's one of those, like, even though we spent a lot of this episode on the guns, it really is the part where if the game has guns, which most of them do, you know, that's why it's a topic worthy of a lot of discussion. When it doesn't have guns, then what you end up being for your primary, like, end kind of weapon usually, usually ends up being the bow. Or if you're more of a melee style fighter, it might be if they allow you to create something like a katana or some kind of like special knife. But typically a lot of these games where you aren't getting a gun, you're getting a bow. And it's really like, there's not as much complexity into it for some of the games because it's really just, you know, how much damage is it gonna do versus the hit pool? Is the animal gonna bleed out or is the enemy or whatever gonna bleed out? You have different types of arrows. And then that whole, like some games, it's just very much where my cross is. That's where the arrow goes. Some of them have drop. You know, so you have to aim a little bit above or a lot above and you're trying to work out basically the distance and the trajectory and it becomes more of like a like an intuitive slash mathematical thing. But I think for these games where they, they kind of keep it real, keep it basic, those are the ones I tend to prefer. You know, I spend a lot more time in, in Green Hell, Long Dark and uh, the Strand of Deep where it keeps me, I don't want to say on an equal footing with anything I have to fight, but it makes it that at least there's going to be some struggle. Like, I don't know if I'm going to survive that encounter. Because when I have a right. gun or a rifle, I'm probably going to. Probably. Yeah, it's it's a lot more balanced when you don't have guns and you're just sort of 
you're building up to better melee weapons and yeah they give you like a better chance you know okay you finally got the the steel axe so maybe now you can you can hit a zombie and it you know you get it in the head and it dies in one hit um but you are still you know sort of you are still forced into melee. You can't take out sort of like entire groups by just holding down the trigger of a gun. Um, and there is still that sense of danger. Like you said, there is, um, you know, there's still no not any certainty that you will survive that encounter, especially if there's multiple enemies coming at you at once, or if you aren't prepared, you're taken off guard, any number of reasons. Um, I think it is a lot easier to balance around the the idea of a survival game and about, um, you know, surviving against the odds and sort of scraping by, it's a lot easier to balance those ideas around weapons that are not automatic guns. And I think it even plays into just like what you're trying to do with the game. It doesn't make sense to put them into, you know, depending on the complexity of the weapons, it doesn't make sense depending on what you have them do. The Long Dark was really about like, this barren place it's empty you know everyone's gone you're not really running into people and so you don't need to be carrying like you you might find a revolver you might find a bow or you might find a hunting rifle but you don't need a fucking arsenal of shit like it's not that kind of game it's about the solitude it's you know all these feelings it brings up and it is not something that needed all this extra crap and for a lot of these games coming up you know some of them are really leaning more into just the feelings the game's going to invoke and just the atmosphere and everything that plays in together and trying to make it less about I think moving away almost from that whole like survival it's just like it's something trying to kill me that i'm trying to stay alive from it from this specific thing trying to kill me you know aside from the ones that are more of like the pack zombie slash horde night kind of thing night of the dead uh seven days to die survive the night you know that's very clearly going to be some kind of weaponry involved in that i can't imagine that they'd be like by the way although who knows maybe tomorrow there'll be a game that's like (laughs) hordes of 500 zombies and all you get is a butter knife (laughs) Uh, maybe i'll try that game you would try that i would not try that game (laughs) i'll watch you try that game (laughs) fair enough I'd be in the like, here you go, Dave. You can have my butter knife too. You can dual wield butter knives. <laughs> dual wield butter knives. Let's go. I just, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think the more of them that come out, there are certain aspects of it where I think it can move what the game plays and what it feels like. I think it can move the pendulum, right? Too few survival elements. And actually, it's not even it's not even a left or right pendulum. It almost swings it like if survival, like pure survival that knife's edge you know you're like a person i drop you out in the woods and you're trying to survive and if you start to swing things in certain directions you like start to shift the pendulum so it doesn't play like a survival you know you're throwing that seven every that uh seven days to die that horde night every few days and all these guns and everything there's really it's not hard to survive it's not hard to quote unquote keep yourself alive outside of when you're just fighting this overblown you know enemy you know, the horde of things that are spitting and exploding and whatever. And same thing in forest, kind of, you know, you, you really tamp down like, yeah, you're doing food and stuff, but there's really nothing except for the mutants. And I think what made it so tricky still, and I hate to really use tricky, but like, I think what made it not be kind of more of a just hold your finger down and, you know, like in uh, Seven Days to Die is the fact that you you didn't get the gun. Again, you could go pick up the pieces of the gun, but like you had to use the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. You, know, you had to use these close combat melee things where they could also be beating you, beating on your creepy eye armor shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just a really neat thing to think about that, you know, as each getting kind of all combat, but like as each thing changes. Yeah. How yeah. it all comes together, including the combat. Including the combat. And I think we might see games, you know, I've seen a bunch coming up where they move away from that kind of strife and they're moving more into like puzzles, like a lot of puzzle games, a lot of just like management. You see it a lot with the ones that are like the atypical kind of uh, survival builders, maybe like Frostpunk, Endzone, you know, you're really doing it less about certain types of 
gameplay. Certain types of mechanics are making it in there, certain types aren't. And I think it can kind of twist things around. Like if you For dropped sure. all the guns into TLD, you would ruin it. Absolutely. If you dropped yeah. yeah. If you dropped them into Green Hill, it wouldn't ruin it because of balance, it would ruin it because it would just feel weird. Like there's no contest if you have guns and the other people are running at you with bows and arrows and spears. Yeah, for sure. And if you gave them guns, that would be equally <laughs> weird. It it would. It would. I would have fun with that though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Green Hell. Arena for all. Last one standing. <laughs> Green Hell Death Math Magician. Go throw it into Google. There's probably a mod. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I, I feel like there's a mod for everything at this point. All right, friends. It is that time to end the combative nature of this podcast. We would like to thank our patrons, Rinby, Mitzi, Foxy, Static, and Matt. And Matt. And, and Matt. And we'd like to encourage folks to follow the link on the show notes to the website. The website will link on to the curator page, to the Discord to the directory, to basically everything, everything that you would ever need. And even, like I said, to the Discord where you can, I don't know, view an endless parade of cat pictures. <laughs> yep. Most of them will be my cat. Yep. She has one cat to my eight, but... And I, ha I take like a hundred times the pictures. Yep. I, 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 uh, I can't chase them all over the house and take take pictures it's too exhausting <laughs> so, we will catch you guys next week and be well bye